When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, welcome to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. My name is Zing Sing. I enjoy seeing other people be happy, and especially if it's a couple that I'm intimately close with. Today on My First Time. How rare is a unicorn? Like, really? Hi, I'm Nicole, and this is a story of my first time when I first came to be a unicorn. The joke is that there are more unicorn hunters in the world than there are actual unicorns. But here at Broadly, we found something really special. Our guest today, Nicole Everett, is a footwear designer from Australia. She also happens to be a unicorn. No, she's not a four-legged mythological creature. She came to London looking for adventure. This is her story. I actually grew up in an extremely small country town in Australia. It was 800 people. (laughs) My parents divorced at age seven, so I was always sort of the head of the family in terms of my other siblings. I have two other siblings and looked after them. So I didn't ever really get a chance to explore because... One, you would never even come out as gay, let alone transgender or bisexual. Most of these words weren't even a part of our vocabulary back then. It was very simple, I guess, working class life. Most of them were dairy farmers as well. So I didn't ever get a chance to explore until I moved away. So I went overseas to the Netherlands as a nanny um, after I finished school. And that was where I got to see how different people live and other cultures and like I could see people that were same-sex relationships and learn. It was still only tapping the surface, but it was a chance to understand that there's more about. And then really understanding my own sexuality sort of came from I was dancing as a stripper and basically being around all these beautiful women and just appreciating them for who they were, watching them on stage, these like beautiful creatures doing their thing and captivating men and women um, that were in the club as patrons, you could say. I became quite close actually with another girl and we were doing double dances together, essentially like a lesbian show. And so she actually came to me, she said, how do you feel about joining my partner and I in a threesome? And I thought, wow, okay, yeah, why not? I guess Nicole didn't get into threesomes because she wanted to find love in a relationship For her, it was about having fun and experimenting. So one night, actually, we'd had a really good night at work. And she's like, should we go back to his place tonight? And so obviously it was her partner. They weren't in a relationship. They were obviously more like friends with benefits. It was my first experience being in that sexual environment with two people. 
And it was beautiful the way that it just evolved. It didn't need much thinking. It was just like a natural instinct took over and we understood almost what we wanted in that space. That was the first time that I was ever fully sexual with another woman. And even that was a beautiful sort of awakening of what could be in the future. And we had actually two threesomes and both were just beautiful and as they both evolved we got to know each other more in that space and it was it was a lot of fun it was so much fun it stayed that way for quite a long time just being a sexual fantasy and a bit of fun not really the thoughts didn't come about where I wanted to delve into a relationship with two other people we've spoken about threesomes before on the podcast we've even spoken to Nicole's female partner before on the final episode of season one but I guess Nicole's place as a unicorn is a little bit different. She's the third person in the relationship. There's Kathy, Thomas and Nicole. So originally it was Thomas and I. Um, I was Thomas's girlfriend in the, in the beginning. But as time developed on, I started spending time with, with Thomas and Kathy at their house. And it really became... I don't even know how to explain it without it sounding corny, but it was like this love triangle that just opened where I felt comfortable in the space of both of them. And I guess I fell in love with the three of us as one rather than me just being Thomas's girlfriend. I am their girlfriend. Hence, they're the married couple. And being in that thruple made me feel so secure. Essentially, they were my family, my rocks. Everything that happened, I'd go directly to them. And we created, obviously, a WhatsApp group called Three Time. And we say that Two Time is Thomas and I, or myself and Kathy, or those two. And Three Time is the three of us. So we say, you know, Thomas and Nicole need Two Time. And on the weekend, it's always Three Time. So being in this Three Time space allowed us to openly be almost connected as three people in one situation. And sexually and romantically that evolved in that space as well and I was never jealous because I came in as the third person I knew that they had such a solid grounding of marriage that I could never break and I would never want to do that coming in with that frame of mind it does help the situation where Kathy or Thomas both don't feel threatened by me at all we have an understanding that that's what's so and now we are the three of us People often have mentioned the term unicorn and because moving into the space with two other people as a couple is new for me, I've had to obviously educate myself on the terms and the meanings. Essentially what I've found a unicorn is is a third person joining an existing couple, which is often called a dyad. Um, And I (laughs) still am learning the terms and the terminologies of it. But people can see unicorns as almost like this mythical creature in life, but also a mythical creature within the polyamory community and in, I guess, ethical non-monogamous relationships. From my understanding, it was a third person, usually female, that came into an existing couple and would be there to be there almost their play date. They would catch up with that unicorn for dinners and dates but it would really merely just be a conversation around sex and what was happening and I found that doing research a lot of people found that the dyad would often be very like closed off to the unicorn 
which doesn't really refer to what I have understood as a unicorn. My terminology is that I am the third person in this relationship and I do identify us as merely a throuple uh, where each party has equal terms and it comes from a consensual space of communication and openness that we are comfortable in. And so I guess when people still call me the unicorn, I take it as what I understand it to be. And that is the third person in a relationship that was already existing. But our relationship is merely open. It's changing constantly. It's quite malleable. And as people do change with time, I feel so does our relationship. I have had this experience where being the so-called unicorn and coming in as a third party and not having the experience or the the time of relationship that they've had. And it's only really in the sexual encounters that I've seen this. They know each other so well. And so you can't ever live up to that experience with them. You have to live your new experience as a third party. And you can feel a little bit shut out. However, I almost like being in that that situation because I can take a step back and watch this beautiful couple be how they are in each other's presence. And I love that. I enjoy seeing other people be happy, and especially if it's a couple that I'm intimately close with. Any relationship can be difficult. But listening to our guest, Nicole, it kind of seems that having an extra person in a relationship can make things extra challenging. You've got to be in it together. I don't think you can move forward unless you have an open, like on the table, I guess, rule of speaking. You throw everything on the table, no matter what it is, and you talk about it. Because the moment that you hide something or that you keep something in and you figure out afterwards that it wasn't the best thing to do because it just bogs down deeper and deeper. So early on when I was first seeing Thomas as boyfriend, I didn't know him that well. And so basically after he'd leave my house, I'd get on the phone to Kathy and ask her questions about him. So her and I having the established relationship first as friends and then obviously her bringing me in and and introducing me to Thomas allowed me to feel comfortable talking to her about anything. I would also then ask Thomas things about Kathy and what she likes and dislikes. But Kathy is, wow, she's a natural diplomat and will happily share what she's thinking and how she's feeling often. And I feel without having to talk about it, we can relate very instinctively with each other. But communication is definitely something you always have to go back to especially because we are open. If, say, I fancy someone else or I was out on a night out and I kissed somebody, I'd tell them. And if I fancied someone to the level that I'd like to go on a date and further that, I guess, relationship with that person, it would always go down to having that, that open conversation first where I share that with them, they take it into consideration and then they share what they're thinking as well. It does take quite a lot of work to get to a space where you're all open about sharing and open to being at each other's spaces in a, in public. And there's no way of obviously saying what's right or wrong in a relationship, but you've got to find what works for you. And if you are open to being with other people and your, couple, your, your partner is also open for the same, then it takes a bit of exploring to work into that space and then to find someone that fits and locks with you is very specific. But for me... I feel that I would always be in an open relationship merely because I can and I have the availability to love more than one person. 
And for me, I also want to be with a man and a woman. Not necessarily all the time, but the fact that we do have that relationship where I have Thomas and Kathy, it really works. Jealousy is definitely a topic that gets brought up quite often. And I've never really typically been a jealous person, only because I like to come from a space of positivity, because jealousy is a very, very negative emotion. Um, and it can bring people down without them realising. And you delve into it without yourself realising until you're too far in. And never in a sexual situation had I been jealous in the past. Going into this relationship, because it was my first, you could say, throuple relationship, there were elements that I had to take a step back because there was feelings of, oh, this is so new, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this emotion is, whether it is jealousy or whether it is something completely different. And I would never feel jealous between Thomas and Kathy or either of them. I knew what obviously the relationship was. It was so long standing. But because we all are open and we all have the availability to see other people, I guess it was when, uh, say, Thomas went out on a date and prior to that he hadn't mentioned much about this, this girl or shared about who she is. Then there were feelings that I thought were jealousy that came up, but it was merely the fact that I was being protective over him because I didn't know this person and I didn't understand what she was about or whether she would come in and take him away, which would never happen anyway. But that's the only space that I've ever felt, I guess, feelings of jealousy. Something you have to take into consideration when you are seeing two people is you're not just getting to know one person, you're getting to know two and then the three of you together. So even just out and about and when we were spending time together, you would have to, through conversation, understand almost what that person was thinking or have an open space where you can ask these questions because not all of us can read each other's minds. You have to take into consideration what could be happening and what could be processing. And Thomas and Kathy were really considerate of me because they knew that I was their first, well, this was my first um, three-way relationship. And they would always ask how I was and whether I was comfortable in the situation. Intimately, wow, it, that's a whole different ball game. We went with the fact that let's just go with the flow. Let's see what happens and let's enjoy the experience for what it is and when it's in that present time. And I wasn't really thinking about what they were thinking. I thought, let's just enjoy this for what it is. If you believe the hype, it seems everyone's looking for the right person. August Nicole has found the right people. She respects Kathy and Thomas's relationship. She wants to add to it in her own way, which is a rare and special find. As a third person coming in, it's always good to understand that you feel safe in that situation. If you're ever not feeling safe, have the conversation with your couple um, because they may not understand. You know, They know each other very well, but they may not know you as well. Conversation and communication is completely like so important it has to start with that and putting what you want on the table first is is the best way to go about it but also be open-minded to the new situation that you're in and often it can happen without you realizing it and then all of a sudden you're that wow I am the third person in a three-way relationship and you have to be okay with that as well
Thanks for listening to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. And thank you very much to Nicole. My name is Zing Sing, and I'm the UK editor of Broadly. This episode was produced by Sam Bonham. If you like what you hear, share the love, rate us and subscribe to the podcast. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.